Special thanks to our promotional partners at the American Philatelic Society. The APS is the largest stamp collecting organization in the world, supporting collectors of any level worldwide. For more information about membership and APS services, visit stamps.org. I'm Charles Epting from H.R. Harmer in New York City. And I'm Michael Cortese of Noble Spirit in Pittsfield, New Hampshire. And this is Conversations with Philatelists. Now, Michael, it is the morning after Thanksgiving. Yes. We very well should still be in bed uh, sleeping off our, our feasts <laughs> yesterday. Um, right. But we're going to do a quick episode today um, with, uh, uh, with the PTS, who have been yes. great supporters of our show. We love working with the uh, PTS. Uh, we've got Isabel Klempka and Suzanne Ray with us today, I believe. I believe um, so. Yeah. About a couple of um, goings on with the uh, the PTS, but again, somewhat shorter episode this week. Next week's episode, I'm super excited about. Not going to give any mm. uh, spoilers or anything for that. So we'll be back at it with a full episode next week. Um, but for now, what do you say we bring Suzanne and Isabel in and uh, and and hear what's up with the PTS? Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. How are you doing? Good. And How are Isabel, you? Hello. Hi, Isabel. Hi, girls. Hi, Michael. Hi. How's it going, you guys? Hi. Hi. Happy Thanksgiving for yesterday. Oh, yeah, you thank all, you. Did you both have thank a good you. time? What do you we do? Did. I'm in New Jersey right now, actually. I went, uh, my, my mother and grandmother and I and a couple of friends came to a friend's house in um, rural New Jersey. So I'm in a, an old barn right now, um, sleeping off the, the meal. And uh, Michael? Yeah, I, uh, I hosted for the first time ever because we just got a house. So, yeah, we hosted Thanksgiving, cooked our first turkey. Um, yeah, it was, oh, it was exciting, fun. exciting. And you're back at work, Michael, and you're having yes. a weekend away, Charles. <laughs> I, I, I've been working remotely. I've been glued to my phone doing emails all morning. So I can't, <laughs> I can't ever shut off really. Yeah. You're not plucking. <laughs> so what's, um, what's going on with the PTS? What's, what's new since the last time we, I think the last time we spoke, the four of us was at Stampex. So, mm -hmm. um, if you could sort of get us up to speed on, on everything that's been going on since then. Oh, wow. I think there's lots to lots to happen. I suppose the big news, uh, mm. Suzanne, do you want to share your big news? I think this is like pretty cool. The news about me personally. Yeah, I mean, I'll share it then. Suzanne's <laughs> obviously, so the internal news, I suppose, is that Suzanne is now being appointed managing director, which mm -hmm. means we've got uh, someone at the helm leading the way. Obviously, that means that Simon Carson, who was vice chair, is now stepping up to be chair. So really, really exciting moves. And I think it just... Congratulations, uh, Suzanne. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> and I know that Suzanne will say more, but I think it just really, like, you know, sets... It's a stepping stone to, you know, where we want to go and what we want to do. And, you know, it's a really exciting time. Um, and Stampex, you know, was, was brilliant as well. And lots of changes there. And we can chat about that. And the uh, People's Choice Award as well, which... So we've got lots of, lots of chat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were running around last time, weren't we? When we spoke to you, oh, yeah, yeah no, you guys are much more, uh, um, uh, <laughs> much, much less uh, movement this time, so yeah, but it does feel like we've just still been running around mad for the last couple of months in Stampes. Fun, um, yeah, it's really exciting time for the PTS in terms of, um, you know, we've just done so much over the last few years that, and we, as you know, we've got such a good team with with Isabel um, and with the council that we've got um, and other members of the team. And it just feels like there's just so much momentum at the moment. Um, I mean, I'm looking, I've kind of got a whiteboard behind me with all the things that are going on every month and it is just full to the brim. Um, and this month, obviously, PTS Awards is taking up a lot of time and, and just, well, we'll talk about more about it. Um, 
we have our AGM uh, next week with you, with you guys as members. Obviously, more than welcome to join. Any of our members can join us um, live on Zoom next week, and um, where we'll share, you know, even more things that are going to be happening in 2022 with our members first, and then if yeah. we can <laughs> afterwards to share some good news for 2022 as well. Let's let, let let's start by looking backwards. How was StampX? You know, again, we last time we talked to you was in the middle of it, and you know, I'm sure uh, you've had a lot of time to collect your thoughts since then. So. I'm sort of looking back on on this previous Stampex. How did it go, and what's in store? As much as you can share for um, mm. for, you know, again, we it, it's it's all this uh, learning process, combining the digital and the physical and everything. So, yeah. what were the main takeaways from this Stampex? Yeah, and and that's certainly the kind of the real takeaway that we had this year was that digital and physical um kind of combination show um is something that people are looking for. Um, so whilst it was a complete you know, again, as always, we sort of try these things and hope for the best. And if it works, great. And we'll keep doing it. And if it doesn't work, then we've learned something and we move on. But um, we get, you know, a lot of positive feedback about the the, the combination between digital and, and physical. And we've got some ideas about how we can enhance that for our next show, which is autumn 2022 in London. Um um, but the show itself, I mean, it was quieter than normal. Um, you know, as we know, the global pandemic is still affecting stamp fairs and mostly travel, really, people feeling like they, they didn't want to travel into London. Um, and then what really hit us, we kind of got through COVID uh, and we got through, for us in the UK, um, some of the Brexit implications on our European dealers. And then we had a fuel crisis <laughs> the week of Stampex. So we could see that some of the people who'd registered in advance for the show couldn't actually make it. Mm. Um, but we saw some great numbers. And for us, you know, we always have to think about it in terms of how happy are our visitors um, and how happy are our, um, our members and our stand holders. Um, and we have visitors both online and physically this year. Um, and then our members were just delighted. They, you know, they were just so thrilled to be back in the room um, as were the collectors, talking face to face, seeing material live. Um, and lots of good feedback as well about some of the new concepts that you guys saw with the auditorium yeah. and the um, Del Camp Digital Zone um, and, you know, the Spink area that you guys will have seen with the Ann Carrington exhibition, the Collector's Lounge with Bill Barrow, the new exhibi uh, exhibitions area on the on the kind of entrance um, floor. So, again, some great feedback. And I don't think there's anything that we did this time that we wouldn't do again next time. It's only just even more ideas. That's what I was going to ask about was how did some of the things go that were new ideas, the new concepts like the, the youth auction and the digital center? How did those um, how did those turn out? Do you want to talk a little bit about the auditorium? Yeah, so the, the auditorium was actually uh, really kindly sponsored by Spink. And we had a series of... Um, uh, talks in there every single day and use it for different things so um it was really really well received we also uh, live streamed all the talks and then we had them available for the next 30 days after stampex for um the stampex stampex online pass which was available to buy and you could then go and watch the talks at, at sort of leisure and um, we did really different things so we had talks by the british library we had talks from um themselves we had talks from the postal museum we held um a world postcard celebration day uh, with a whole mix of pe people with um 
post-crossing. And then on the Saturday, we had two great things, really, really fun. One was learn how to become an auctioneer, mm. which was the most fun. I mean, I was in, I was getting involved because I was sort of sat there, like recording it and like working on the Zoom. And, you know, you sort of like were fake bidding and, mm-hmm. and the guy... Um, a gentleman called Greg from Spink led it and it was just brilliant. It was very, very, very different. Um, and then in the afternoon, um, there was the youth auction and they basically, um, with Stamp Active, which was a great success, it has been held before, uh, but they basically, you know, it's just so, so fun. And you could actually hear um, the cheering when the kids were bidding really? for their prizes, like throughout the rest of Stampex. It was really cool. Um, but it was really nice, you know, really well received. And there was lots of people who were watching, you know, we had similar figures to, so the auditorium held about 25, 30 people. And we had similar figures watching online, which was really, really good to see. Um, and we tried to make it as interactive as possible, where we were sort of like inviting them to ask questions and things like that as well. So, you know, it was it was really, it was really good and something that um, I think, you know, we could we could do more of and we can scale up um, uh, as well. And the, um, you know, the, the, the youth zone, that area was, you know, slightly different. It's predominantly taken over by Stamp Active, but we also had um, Stamp It, which is led by the by Sandy Robb from the Scottish Philatelic Association. Um, and she, you know, she sent down, she has this, con- she had this concept it's now November, um, stamp over October, um, getting like youngsters into um, stamp collecting and, and all these puzzles over October. And actually she has amazing, amazing, if you've got kids at home, a great range of children's games that you can just go online and download. They're br- absolutely brilliant. Um, lots to do with language and um, different things. And she's really, really cool, Sandy. She also works um, in Pandas. Um, literally at the zoo, I think, something like that. Really cool. Um, and she's brilliant. So, um, and then we also had that, that area was also taken over as well by Post Crossing and we hosted um, uh, Peter Coburn, who is the uh, president of the Royal, very, very kindly displayed a um, exhibition of Chinese postcards. And we had that there so that they could um, go and see what a collection looks like. And then we had like a area in the collector's lounge where the post crossers then went and wrote loads of postcards to various other post crossers all over the world so it was really that sort of area was really yeah it was it was brilliant so yeah i think it's definitely something we'll grow and, and develop and just you know we, i mean there's so many things you can do with the youth zone like to bring it more digitally led and and that kind of thing you have a year yeah. until the next Ampex because of the yeah. international show in between. Does that give you guys more time to go to the drawing board and cook, you know, cook more things up? Is that is that you know because it's different than the usual? Uh, it probably gives you a bit more breathing room to uh, to get yeah. there for, for next autumn. Yeah, and it's something that we um, when the London twenty twenty two international show was London twenty twenty before mm. the pandemic hit. It was something when as a council we sat back and said, look, for the first time in a long time we haven't got a stamp every six months. We've got six months to think about what we're doing. And then of course the pandemic hit and we had more time, which is why we came up with ideas like virtual stamp But, you know, even things like we had a stamp online shop for this show, which is again, a, a way for our stand holders and our members to be, um, you know, uh, displaying material for people to buy online. So we had new ideas that were things that we'd wanted to do for a long time, but just that rhythm, just that constant, every six months having to run the show um, makes it hard. So yeah, we've already been at the drawing board a little bit 
um, seeing what happened at the show a couple of months ago. Um, and as you said, we've got time. Um, the PTS will be at London 2022. We have got a stand. Uh, so we look forward to seeing many people there um, and hearing from people about what they'd like to see at Stampex and sharing some new ideas that we have for the show. But, you know, it's it's just we've we've got our existing audiences to keep, you know, they've got to keep attracting them back to the show. But we've got to get new people into these shows. And the only way to do that, in my opinion, is to keep creating new concepts and and, and attractions that make always say put the x back into stampex you know make it as um for, for people to come and things like the collector's lounge that bill barrel had you know that was an area again we've got some ideas about how we can use that more creatively um as Isabel said the auditorium was a great success and we've got something in the pipeline which we'll be announcing i think next month um which is another quite significant um attraction that we hope will bring more people from you know, around the world to, to Stampex. Um, and um, yeah, lots of other digital components that we didn't really have time to do this time. Um, you know, things around exhibiting, things around engaging audiences that we'd like to put in there. You know, the Dell Camp Digital Zone was well received, but that's again something which we couldn't do the touch screens. I think we maybe explained this to you when yeah. we were alive um, because of COVID being a touch point, um, but absolutely like, touch screens going forward. Um, in fact, we can see from the People's Choice Award that that digital zone, the Delca, it has been, um, yeah. there's people getting very excited about that on social media. So, um, yeah, much more to do in the digital space as well. Yeah, I was going to bring that up next. The uh, the the PTS Awards and the People's Choice Awards and 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 Del Camp and how popular it seemed like it it was there. Do you mind talking a little bit about this year's PTS Awards? Maybe some of the the nominees and. Uh, and everything. Yeah, I think it was like we spoke to you this time last year actually as well, about the first PTS Awards. I think yes. was it you guys who called it the Academy Awards of the yeah. Stamp <laughs> I think World? That was I was Charles like, coined that, that term. <laughs> I'll take Charles. credit for that one. <laughs> we love it. It's amazing. <laughs> so the Academy Awards of the um, Stamp World is going really well. Mm. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> um, I can go to, to keep going. Yeah, um, of course. So we've got four different categories. So basically um, how the PTS awards uh, work is that um, it's open for anyone to nominate um, PTS members and non-members across four different categories. And those nominations could go in before the 24th of November. And so anyone around the world could, could go online and basically, depending on what category, they could nominate um whoever and there and, and those all then we combined all those um nominations um and we've launched the, uh, the people's choice award which was launched on the 24th so just a couple of days ago and that is where people can vote for the we've kind of coined it the best of the best so the best of the best in that category and have their say who they think should win so in the meantime whilst the people are voting we've also got three amazing judges um so we've got um Jack Tang from the LPSL, we've got um, Sandy Robb from Stamp, uh, Stamp It and James from uh, the Digital Philatelist and they are currently judging the awards themselves and they will they will come together and um, finalise their 
decisions on the on the winners as well as who will the people's choice award be so it's going to be quite exciting we'll have like we'll see who the judges select and then we'll see who the people select and it you know it might be the same it might not yeah. um but so, so when is when is the voting open until for um for the people's choice it's so until so we're we're um announcing the awards on at midday on thursday the second that's uh GMT, um, midday GMT, um, Thursday the 2nd of December, um, so next week, and that will go live, and we will reveal the People's Choice live then. We'll close them like half an hour before that, so we can just make sure that we know who, who wins. So when um, this episode airs on Monday, people will still have about a day and a half to get their votes in. Yeah, no, they'll have like, yeah, if it airs on Monday, they'll have like Tuesday and Wednesday, yep, yeah. they'll have a couple of days to get those votes in, so they should, yeah, they should vote for... Uh, who they want to win. It's quite exciting because yesterday I had a quick look and like you could see there was clear front runner and today I've had a look again and you can see it's changed and it's like Oh really? Yeah, lots it's of It's so people exciting. Like, yeah. This is just I would, I would just keep looking refresh if I if I could see <laughs> 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 what we've pretty much been doing because we've had i think over well, we've had hundreds of people um uh, vote and then obviously people can vote for each category so mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. there's almost two thousand uh votes cast yeah. already oh, in this great. so we're talking about and that's within 24 hours or thereabouts in terms of us launching it um but for me it just goes to show whilst our judges are gonna they've got you know the official scorecards and the, all the information that's been provided um, but how great it is socially. Again, people are using their newsletters, people are using their personal Facebook groups, people are using Twitter, they're using YouTube, they're just saying, you know, or tw TikTok I saw today talking about the PTS Awards, um, oh, wow. saying vote for me. Um, and then people are going in and we're getting a few comments and emails as well, messages to us saying, like, I've just gone in because I've seen this on so-and-so's uh, Twitter account. And actually, I want to vote for more than one person because I've, you know, it's, so it's it's just people are really having to think about it. Who are mm. who are the real ambassadors for the hobby? Who are who who are, the, who are the members that have come up with the most creative concepts in 2021? I mean, 2020, 2020, the awards then were fascinating because we did go into that global pandemic and people had to come up with some really innovative ideas and change their business models, change the way they interacted with their clients. Um, and actually what we've seen in 2021 is a lot of our members have had the ideas in 2020, 2020 sorry, and they're just bedding them in. So the ideas are very different this year. They're not as kind of fundamental in terms of business practices. They're almost like add-ons to the fact that people have already become much more digital or creative in the way that they work. So it, again, it's when people are actually reading what these awards are, you can see there's some really clever ideas coming up um so yeah so for your for your viewers um get on there it's uh the pts.net forward slash people's dash choice um and um and yeah i think there's i think charles is named on there somewhere as a nominee it is <laughs> it definitely is you should get some tweets out charles. I'll pop you. <laughs> get people my last, my last question for you guys is, um, Suzanne, a lot of people know you as chair of the PTS. Mm -hmm. In your new role, uh, how does your day-to-day -day life change? What can people expect from you? What, um, you know, what are the, um, uh, you know, I, I assume you'll still be a familiar face at StampX and everything. So what, 
Um, you know, again, what does your new role look like, um, you know, in terms of day-to-day uh, -day operations of the organization? Yeah, good question. Because I think actually a lot of my role doesn't change that much because I was kind of wearing lots of hats in my previous. It just term. solidifies what you were already doing. <laughs> but it was one of the it was one of the reasons why we felt like a new chairman was going to be a good idea because you do need to just shake things up and refresh and make sure that you are looking at things and facilitating things at that kind of the 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 holistic level whereas a lot of the things I was doing um in the later parts of my chairmanship was getting into the detail and managing the business and sometimes that's difficult then to to say uh, to then chair a, a council meeting so I think that first that segregation of duty is really important but it does mean that a lot of the projects that I would have been trying to implement also doing the chairman role I'm going to have some time to be able to do that now because Simon's going to have all those uh horrible chairman duties what does someone say to me it's if something goes wrong it's always your fault if you're chairman <laughs> so i think but i think probably goes wrong, right everyone else gets credit i'm sure <laughs> still gonna be my fault but working with <laughs> the wonderful isabel working with helen in the, in the central team as well um and just keeping um our business moving forward we as i said we've got some kind of more big things um going on with the pts in the next 12 months um so i just want to make sure that we're doing the very best um for um the hobby as a whole and the trade as a whole as well and this um keep keep moving us forward um yeah get stronger and stronger together and i think there's a lot of next year will be about working with a number of other organizations and societies to again strengthen the the trajectory that we need to be moving in to keep the hobby thriving fantastic fantastic well thank you both so much for for joining us to talk about this uh, and, and and hopefully, as um, you know, you, you hinted at a couple of things coming up. I would love to keep having you guys yes. on whenever there's new news to talk about. Let's um, you know, again, you're you're always great about keeping the lines of communication open with us, and Michael and I really appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, as soon as there's um, uh, more to get, this all sounds very exciting. Um, and uh, and 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 lastly, I'll say, Michael and I will both be at London 2022, so it'll be good oh. for. Us to all get together in person after um, after all these Zoom calls over the last <laughs> year and a half or two years, so that'll be a lot of fun as well too. Um, to be crazy times in London for like eight days in London, ten days in London. It's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be fun though. I hope. It's, <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. So thank you so guys for for um, letting us come on your channel again. Um, anytime, anytime, really. And we'll uh, we'll stay in touch on social media as well and. Um, Let's talk yeah. again. And, and, and congratulations again, Suzanne. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thank nice you. to see you. Cheers. Have a great weekend. Bye. You too. Bye. It was fantastic. I'm so happy for Suzanne. It sounds like she was taking on these managerial duties yeah. in addition to the chair duties. I'm glad that she can finally focus on. Uh, it sounds like the projects that she's really excited about. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds like this is a, a definite win for her personally and for the PTS and for the hobby and in general. Take some things off her plate so, yeah, she can focus on moving the PTS forward and, and yeah, what you said, focus and, on the things that, that, and I'm so relieved they can take a breath or at least have yeah. a. I know this from the auction business where you're working yeah. on this six month schedule is like there's never enough time to implement everything you want to do. So, yes. the fact that London 2022 is there um, to give them a breather, or again, they're probably not going to be doing much breathing, they're probably going to be working yeah. all the way through, right? Um, but I think that's really great that they've got time to, um, to to make things even better they, they it, learned a lot they learned a lot during pandemic year yeah. in 2020 
they implemented a lot of that in this hybrid year of 2021. Mm-hmm. And I think in 2022, they're going to continue um, yeah. doing great things. It allows them to, to double down and, and to see kind of what's working for London 2022 also, and, and maybe grab some ideas from there and from other people. They talk about working with other organizations. And I think, I, I think there's some things, uh, there, I think there's some big things in store here and it, and really, I've never been to a StampX before and I'm looking forward to the next one that uh, hopefully can attend. Absolutely. A um, couple last things. I don't want to be accused of stuffing the ballot, but uh, I am on the PTS awards uh, <laughs> list. So uh, if you guys click the link in the bio, I'm not telling you who to vote for. That would be mm-hmm. uh, a conflict of interest. But if you happen right. to see my name, um, I'm just kidding. I, I, I think anybody you, you vote for um, is more than deserving. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to not going to tell people to vote for myself because I think uh, I think there's a lot of really it, well qualified candidates. For it's these a categories. great list. It's a tough. You've got some competitors there for yourself. And I oh, you know. trust me, I, I, I see myself near the bottom of the pack. But uh, <laughs> no. but I, 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 I we will put a link uh, for voting. And then I do want to end this episode um, on a somewhat solemn note, uh, Michael, as you know, uh, yeah. Stanley Pillar passed earlier this week. Um, Stanley is one of the the last real legends of that generation of stamp dealers. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's got a Stanley story. Um, everyone, he was a familiar face at about 15 shows a year. Yeah. Um, he's been doing this since I believe the sixties. Um, you just, just, you know, one of the last of that generation, um, you know, a real character, uh, the kind of guy who I feel like only could have, uh, made a name for himself in philately. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I can't see Stanley existing in any other world, but our great hobby. Um, so I just want to, you know, uh, send my thoughts out to, to Stanley's family and, and everyone who interacted with him over the years. He was one of the greats and uh, I'll certainly miss seeing him. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so on that note, Michael, we've got a big episode coming up next week. It involves yeah. me driving up to New Hampshire. So I'm very much looking forward to, uh, to that. I'll see you. It's Friday. I'll see you on Sunday. Yep. Um, I can't wait um, uh, to share that episode with everybody, but until then, Um, Happy belated Thanksgiving, and uh, I'll talk to you real soon. Yeah, see you next time. Sounds good. Bye.